Welcome to the Cultivate Podcast, where each week you will hear topics related to women of faith and entrepreneurship who are cultivating lives of impact that will one day lead to a legacy. My name is Shelley Tyson, and I will be your host each week as we chat with other women who are navigating business, faith, parenthood, and a lot of other topics that relate to building lives that glorify God and serve others abundantly. I hope you enjoy today's episode and are encouraged as you intentionally choose to live a life of impact that will one day lead to a legacy impacting generations to come. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Shelly Tyson. I will be your host today. And today I'm joined by a new guest and a new friend who I met on Instagram. Shout out to social media for connecting us with so many incredible people. Andrea Fortenberry is the founder of a podcast named The Perfectionist Guide to Mothering. She has a heart for moms. She also is involved with the MOPS organization. If you are a mom out there, you know how valuable MOPS has been in so many people's lives. And I'm so excited to dive into this topic today of perfectionism. Welcome to the show, Andrea. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks, Shelly. I'm super excited to be on and chat with you and some of your listeners. Tell us, Andrea, a little bit about how this topic of perfectionism became such a passion of yours. This is something that a lot of people struggle with, but I don't know very many people who make it their life's mission to talk about perfectionism. Sure. So I, as a teenager, college student, like I was one of those people, I was super achiever. I tried to be perfect in all of my studies and lots of things. And it was something that served me really well. Like I got really good grades. I got some scholarship money, you know? And, and so I thought, okay, this is how I live my life trying to achieve perfection, like excelling, achieving all of those things. And in that stage of my life, it was very validating. I was able to see results from this hard work that I put in. And, and in those times where I wasn't quite perfect, it just kind of drove me and inspired me, motivated me to keep trying to be perfect. Right. So that worked really well until I got married and I had children and this life strategy that I had adopted was no longer working because my children weren't on the same plan. They were just not of the same mindset of like, okay, let's make things perfect. So when my kids started to throw themselves on the floor and have a temper tantrum, or we'd be running late, or someone would have a blowout diaper, whatever those unexpected, like daily things of motherhood would happen. It made me so frustrated and so angry because my method, my way of doing life, trying to achieve perfection wasn't working anymore. And I found myself being this angry, frustrated mom. I would yell at my kids. I would be snippy. I would be just irritated and frustrated more often than I would like. I decided, okay, I don't want to give my kids these memories of me treating them this way all the time. So I need to do something about it. And I went to a Christian counselor. I I went in with the mindset of, okay, I'm going to tell her I'm angry and she's going to give me like 10 easy steps to get over my anger, like a couple of visits, one and done will be good. Well, I was very surprised when I'm sitting on her couch and she starts asking me questions about what, what was my childhood like? What was my role in my family? What were some life milestones? And as we're going through this conversation, I thought, what on earth 
does this have to do with me messing up my kids right now? But I, I love my counselor. She's very sweet and patient. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to give this a try. And as we process through, she helped me to realize that perfectionism was my coping strategy for pain in my life and for trying to achieve security and safety and not to feel afraid or fearful. And again, it worked for me for a while, but it wasn't working anymore and really helped me to realize it's not really a healthy way for us to try to live our lives on a daily basis. I really resonate how you said you wanted 10 steps. I think it's perfectionist. <laughs> perfectionist. We were like, we can follow a list. Just give us the list and we will check off 10 and we'll do it ahead of time, ahead of the deadline. And it'll be exactly the way it needs to be. And so often when it comes to relationships and just living lives that are abundant and who God made us to be, it is not a checklist. And that is right. the hardest thing as a recovering perfectionist for sure. And children have a way of revealing that in sometimes a really painful, painful way. And the fact that you were self-aware enough to, to say, I, I think I need help in this area, I think is huge because oftentimes I, as mothers, I think sometimes we think that we can do it right. Right. There have been so many mothers across how many, however many centuries and they've done fine. So you should have it all together, right? That's the perfectionist mind of, well, I'm just missing something. I'm missing some checkbox. And if I could just get that, then everything would fall into place. And, and sometimes you do need that extra person coming in and being able to help you process why you're actually experiencing what you're experiencing. So as you were walking through counseling and beginning to peel back the layers that were Mm -hmm. kind of painful, what were some of the things that you began to see as you began to change in your home life, as you begin to kind of take that transformation into your home? Oh, good question. I really started to realize the fact that a lot of this pressure I felt in my life to be perfect was coming from me. Like my husband wasn't expecting it of me. My kids weren't expecting it of me. I was putting it on myself. And then culture also puts that on us, right? Like we all scroll Instagram, Pinterest, and we see, oh, this is how my life could be. So I want to try to achieve that, whether that's like the aesthetic look of your house and decorating, or I, you know, I see my other mom friends that are super crafty. So to be a good mom, I have to be a crafty mom. So we look at the world and even our friends and other believers, Christian moms around us, and we think that we have to adopt all of their strengths and try to make them strengths of ours. So my counselor really helped me to analyze what my strengths are and then to focus on those and not focus on my areas of weakness. So one area of weakness I have is I am not, even though I am a perfectionist, I'm not like a super duper great house cleaner and like super neat. Like right now, if you could see my desk, I have lots of piles because I'm creative and I can just kind of function in organized chaos. But that's, that's just a weakness I have. And it's okay for me to own that. And it's okay that, you know, it's the house isn't always perfect all the time. So just kind of releasing that and focusing on, okay, what are the areas that I am good at? How, how can I use my strengths to bless my family, focusing on those and not so much on the weaknesses is a really great strategy. That's helped me. 
you find that the perfectionism tends to come out stronger when it is an area that is an area of weakness? Do you find that that is kind of when it rears its ugly head of this is where you need to strive harder because this is an area that you, you just need to get right? Have you seen that? I have. And I think, again, we, we compare with other people. So we take our weakness and we compare it against someone else's strength. So I'll give you an example. So I have a good friend that she is amazing with like home decorating with parties. Like when she throws a party, it's themed. She makes all of the food, like it's decorated beautifully. She gives out amazing favors. Like it, it's an amazing experience to go to her party. But the very first time I went to one, it was for, for her son, it was his birthday. And I, left that party thinking, wow, like that was amazing. How can I ever invite her over to a party that I have for my kids? And I, I do a theme. I sometimes make, you know, the food, but it's simple, but a lot of times I order pizza and we do Capri Suns and cake and ice cream. Right. So that's, that's kind of how I do my parties. And I just felt so insecure thinking, what is she going to think of me if I invite her over? But as we developed our friendship, I learned a lot about her that she went to culinary arts school and to interior design school. And so she was totally acting out of her strengths. And I stopped in that moment and realized I'm going to celebrate this about her and not let it make me feel insecure. I have strengths that she doesn't have and I can help her with things. She can help me with things. So over the years, I ask her for advice and help with my parties. And we just have learned you know, we can celebrate one another and not let someone else's strength compared to our weakness, make us feel less than or inferior. Because again, we all have strengths and weaknesses. They just look different from each other. It sounds like really you came to a place of learning what really defined who you were. And as a recovering perfectionist, I can relate to that as well. In my own life, the, the more I realized who I was outside of what I did and even outside of my strengths and weaknesses that I was loved and chosen outside of that, then it did free me to be able to celebrate when someone else was strong in an area that I wasn't in or vice versa. And I think that can be really free. I'm, I'm, as you were talking, I was thinking about my own life right now. I always have a, a clean kitchen because dishes are just kind of a pet peeve of mine. So mm-hmm. if you come into my house, my kitchen will always be clean. But if you go into the laundry room right next door, there's a pile of clothes that need to be ironed that have been there for weeks. I hope my mother is not listening for weeks <laughs> because that is not something that is a, a priority or be even really a strength of mine. And mm-hmm. so I think coming back to that is a really, really important topic when you're talking about perfectionism is understanding what is your lane and what is someone else's lane and being able to celebrate both. So as you were growing in this, at what point did you decide, Hey, I'm going to start a podcast and really start talking about this. When did that happen? Yeah. So I've had my podcast for almost two years now. And, you know, I had wanted to start one a couple of years before that, but I was really wrestling with what do I focus on? What do I call it? So I really procrastinated, which is a symptom of perfectionism (laughs) because I wanted to get it perfect to trying to figure out, yeah, what, what is it going to be called? What am I going to focus on? I knew I wanted to reach Christian women with this message of 
finding freedom from perfectionism. And it was, a, was talking with several friends because I do have a desire to write a book on the same topic. And so one of my friends who actually edits my podcast just said, well, why don't you call it the name of what you want your book to be? And so that's sort of how it, it came to be. And it's just been a great journey for me to look back. And as we're chatting now to even think of, you know, how God has brought me through. And of course, I, I will always have work to do. I think this will always be an area that I need to go to God for healing and to find that freedom. But it's it's fun to be able to encourage and reach moms that I know are like me that put this pressure on themselves and again, feel the pressure of culture and what we see online. And I just really want to encourage moms that God never asked us to be perfect and he, he partners with us. So we don't need to worry about our weaknesses so much because that's how God can come in and work in our lives and our kids' lives. He's now using it in your life to help, you know, you reach back to other women who are maybe walking a couple of steps, you know, behind you and to encourage them to keep going and to encourage them to walk in freedom. So you mentioned a book and you have your podcast how have you found in that starting that journey that you've been able to grow in this area of perfectionism? You mentioned, you know, not really knowing what to focus on, but have there been challenges along the way where you have had to say, you know, B plus work is better than A plus and done is better than, you know, not started at all. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. With the podcast for sure, because I, I'm not a super techie person. So it, it takes like, once I, research and analyze and all of that, like I'll, I'll feel a little more confident and then I'll get started. So really I just had a great group of group of friends who knew I wanted to start a podcast and they would ask me about it regularly. When are you going to start it? When are you going to do it? And so that accountability in my life just really helped me to make progress. Whereas I think my own just natural tendency would be to wait and procrastinate until I got it perfectly. So it's great. We need community for so many reasons, but I think that's one of them. And then because I want to help women find freedom from perfectionism, I thought, okay, this is a great opportunity for me to just try. And if it doesn't sound perfectly or I mess up or there's mistakes in our recording, or I say something silly, you know what? That's okay. Because again, I'm not creating it. So people think I'm perfect. I'm creating it so that people realize that they don't need to be perfect because other people aren't and that we all just feel comfortable in who we are. And yes, we want to make progress, right? We always want to grow, but we don't want to have that mindset, that goal of being perfect because it's not a realistic goal. I saw your post this week on Instagram, um, of your kitchen, you know, with all the dishes where you chose to leave the dishes. And, and I think that that is it's such a just beautiful reminder that there are constantly going to be lessons along the way. There's, there, you don't graduate from the recovering perfectionist school, unfortunately, right. at least not on this side of heaven, but it, there is progress that can be made and having other people around you that can help hold you accountable and help point out, Hey, you know, you're striving or it looks like you need to take a break, or it looks like you need to reprioritize can be so helpful because a lot of times I think when you are more perfectionistic, you can kind of get into these spirals of being so uber focused and analyzing every single thing that it's really hard to come on the, on the surface and be able to, to look at it from another perspective. And so mm -hmm. accountability and community is huge. Um, 
I would love for you to talk a little bit about has counseling been a part of your journey continue? Has it continued or was that just a kind of a one and done thing um, years ago? Yeah, that's actually a really great question because I had an appointment just this morning with my counselor. So it's been, I think, seven years that I've been seeing her almost every month. And it really has been just a great way for me to take care of myself. And I think as moms, especially perfectionist moms who think we need to have it all together and be strong enough and we're never tired and we don't think of our own needs that, that we carve out that time for ourselves. Like we don't need to feel guilty for spending time or money on ourselves because the truth is when we're investing in our own care, then we're better able to serve our family and to go you know, for the long haul, because when we try to do it in our own strength, when we don't ask for help in any area of life, we're going to burn and, you know, crash and burn quickly. And, and I think that's what I learned in those early years of mothering as well. I was afraid to ask for help. I was afraid to say that I was struggling. So I've just learned, I'm not going to feel guilty about this. And my husband supports me and it's just part of my regular self-care rhythm is that I go to my counselor about, about every month love that. I think that sometimes as moms, we need that extra voice. You can, that listening ear. Um, and we don't often, I, this is not a subject that's talked about. I feel like in the, in the motherhood world. And so that was why I asked you about it. Um, because I think sometimes we feel like we need permission to Mm -hmm. make sure that our cup is full. And the reality is if our cup isn't full, then it doesn't serve us, but it also doesn't serve our families. And that's the very reason for us to invest and making sure that we're taking care of ourselves and a counselor can be a fantastic way to do that. And I like the fact that you're talking about really having it on a maintenance basis, Mm -hmm. um, because we're always growing. We're always learning. We're always going through different seasons sometimes as mothers and having that accountability and that listening ear can be huge. I would love to know a little bit about what is exciting to you about as you're moving forward with your podcast, maybe a book in the future, what are you looking forward to as you continue to serve moms? I just love knowing that something I said impacted a mom and just gave them some encouragement. So whenever I speak to mom's groups or churches, like, I just love when someone will come up to me afterward and just say, I needed that today. Or even when I'm speaking, I can just see sometimes there's tears in some eyes. And I just think like, that was me, like, uh, you know, years ago, hearing someone say something encouraging, like I was that mom in the chair. And so it's just really special for me to be able to, to comfort others with the comfort that I have received from God. So whether that's someone messaging me on Instagram, like I heard your podcast or just again, in person, those moments are just really special and are what inspire me to, to keep going. I I also think about my daughter. I have a daughter that's 13 and like her generation and that she's learning things from me now that she will carry with her into her journey if she becomes a wife and a mom. And so I just think about, I want to, to model these things well, to show her that I can fully be her mom and invested in our family, but also care for my own soul and my own issues that I need to have healing or just time to myself. So those are sort of my, my motivations and inspirations. It's really good. I think we forget as moms that it is a a lifelong journey that we're on of investing in the next generation. And that's why it's so serious. 
and so important for us to take all the parts of it so seriously. Um, but also the hope I hear in your voice of being able to speak into other moms and say, it's possible to do this and not be completely burned out and to be able to do it joyfully and to be able to do it from a place of, of overflow, which is beautiful. I would love for you to share a little bit about how our audience can get in contact with you to learn more about your podcast. Maybe, you know, if you have writing that's coming, um, how they can get connected with you. Sure. So my podcast, the perfectionist guide to mothering is available wherever you listen to podcasts, wherever you're listening to this one. And I'm on Instagram. That's the platform I hang out on the most at Andrea Fortenberry. And I also have a website, andreafortenberry.com. And just this month, I released a monthly digital magazine called Restore. So I'm super excited. That's something I'm going to be putting out monthly. So if you head over to my website, you can sign up for that and I'll pop some encouragement and inspiration in your inbox every month. Is amazing. We will put all of that into the show notes for those of you who are listening, who are watching on the Cultivate Legacy Facebook group. Thank you, Andrea, for your heart. Thank you for sharing your story, for your generous time, and for your encouragement. I know that it encouraged me and that it will encourage many in our audience. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been fun. Thank you so much for listening today. My prayer is that this episode today has encouraged you that wherever you are, Wherever God has you walking, whatever season you're in, you can make an impact that will one day lead to a legacy impacting generations to come. If you would like to learn more about Cultivate and how you can continue making an impact in your home and in your business, you can check us out at cultivatelegacy.org or follow us on Instagram at cultivate underscore legacy.